The fourth act, the beginning of the end. Dear friend, we've made it to about the midway point of my story now. I can't tell you how much it means to me that you're still here. I hope you're doing okay. I realize listening to a story like this one is a lot to ask. I realize it's a long-winded way of saying, let me tell you a little bit about myself. The truth is, I'm telling you about a whole lot more. I imagine every person's story would follow a similar pattern. That is, if they're willing to share more than just what someone might see or suspect on the surface. We can all share more. We can all go deeper. Not everyone wants to, of course. Not everyone is comfortable with it, and that's okay. For my part, though, I want you to know more about me, even if it means reaching far beyond the surface, even if it's difficult, even if it's scary, even if it means leaving myself completely vulnerable. From the outset, this is the promise I made to you, to tell you the whole story. It's the promise I made to myself as well. That means I need to tell you everything else that happened, as difficult as it might be. But first, I want to make one more promise to you. My friend, I promise this is all going somewhere. And as much as it may seem like it right now, it's not all bad. Not every storm brings only darkness. Not every song offers the same message. Remember, they too have their own rhythm of opposites. So, let's continue, if you'll still have me. As we jump back into this, I must admit I had a very difficult time deciding where exactly to pick up with the story. I could start precisely where we left off, with Johnny finding out he was in fact a father, with the unexpected, amazing blessing of meeting his little angel, with the challenges that were now before him. I could also go into greater detail about my own life, my own triumphs and challenges over those next few years that followed. I could tell you all about my college experience, about the many wonderful, inspiring people I met, and the many wonderful, inspiring things I had an opportunity to do. And, of course, I could sing songs of love and romance, playing never-ending fairy tale notes about Maddie. To that end, I could go on and on and become absolutely nauseating. I could have you running for the hills in no time. I will tell you about all of this, and more, as the story unfolds. Without the nauseating parts, I hope. But for now, I want to pick things back up with a moment. Now this moment is unlike any other. See, this was THE moment. This is what made me decide to write to you in the first place. All those years ago, this is what made me want to tell you my story. This was the impetus for everything in the beginning. Without it, we may not be sitting here together today. And I was so sure for so many years that this moment was going to be the pivotal one in my story. I imagined the symbolism of this simple act, throwing and catching a baseball with my big brother, my hero, and everything it represented. What it said and what it meant without having to say anything at all. I thought this moment was, perhaps, going to be the climax of the story. The very tip of the apex, by which everything else would hang in the balance. And maybe it was. I still don't know for certain. But in the big picture, it was just another moment. 
another decision. One that would eventually lead to the most pivotal one of all. Yes, I have to tell you about this moment. After all, it is the reason we're sitting here together today. And I've been waiting so many years to tell it. I was a junior in college by this point. I had taken many classes, performed in many shows, and learned many things. I had learned a lot more about myself and a lot more, I suspected, about the world around me. I had fallen even more deeply in love with Maddie and had every intention of building a life with her in the future. I was making great progress in my life, taking great strides, making great choices, getting closer and closer to accomplishing my goals and realizing my dreams. I was slowly but surely becoming a man, becoming the man I wanted to be. Johnny had also been busy trying to build the life he wanted. Not only were Ashley and his little angel, Kara, a crucial part of his life, he now had a second daughter, Lacey, whom he'd adopted after him and Ashley got back together, and a baby boy named Caleb. I look forward to telling you so much more about these three incredible kids later, but for now, let's focus on what led to the pivotal moment. Ultimately, Johnny had continued the fight for his family and for his country. He was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas by then and was ultimately living the life he had long hoped for. He had stepped up, forgiven Ashley for her past transgressions and married her, and most importantly, become the hero his children needed. He had become the man he wanted to be. We were all pretty happy. Even though we were in different places doing different things, we were all okay. We were all safe and closer to one another as a family. But the world around us was changing. It had been changing for quite some time, and conflict was a constant. Conflict had become the melancholy melody of the time, especially in the Middle East. Following the September 11th attacks, the United States had been at war in the Middle East seemingly ever since. Johnny, of course, had spent some time in Bosnia and Kosovo during that period, and I would later find out he had also fought against Taliban forces in Afghanistan. His missions there had been highly classified, so he never talked about it at the time. Then, in 2007, the Iraq troop surge happened. It was the Bush administration's strategy to secure Iraq, primarily by utilizing American combat forces to stabilize Baghdad. By the spring of 2008, Johnny was once again called into international action as part of those efforts. He would begin preparing to leave his wife, his three little angels, and the rest of his family behind and I would prepare to go see Johnny one last time before he had to leave us. And so, we've arrived at the big moment. In February of 2008, I flew out to see my big brother days before he would board an aircraft to fly halfway across the world to fight for our country and his family once more. I can honestly say I feared it might be the last time I would ever see him again. Somehow, Without any qualifications to make a judgment such as this, I knew my brother would never be the same. Either way, even if he did come back to us, I knew he would come back a changed man. Johnny would see and experience the world, his world, in a whole new light. Just like Jefferson had done to him years before this. Even if he did come back to us, as we hoped and prayed he would, Nothing resembling true peace or sincere understanding would exist for my big brother anymore. On the flight to Texas, 
I thought about what I would say to Johnny. It was actually a labor of love when I consider it now. I was saying goodbye to my brother without really saying goodbye. It was hard, but absolutely necessary. I didn't want Johnny to feel scared. It was safer, I had convinced myself, if he somehow wasn't. I didn't want Johnny to feel hopeless. Hope, more than anything I believed, was exactly what he needed at the moment. I didn't want Johnny to feel alone. If I could offer him anything, I decided, it was a promise. A promise that no matter what happened, no matter how he returned to us, I would be there for him. We, as a family, would be there for him. He wouldn't have to walk alone. I stole a moment alone with my brother the morning after I arrived, told him of this promise, and played him a special song. I shall not walk alone. We sat together on his back porch, listening to each and every word of the song, each and every note. By the end of it, we were both in tears. Battered and torn, still I could see in the light. Tattered and warm, but I must kneel to fire. Friend of mine, what can she spare? Sometimes it gets cold in there when my legs no longer carry, and I won't wear just my bones. for Mother Mary 
I told Johnny the song was something I wanted him to take to Iraq. Its message of hope and promise is what I hoped he would bring back home. Choking back more tears, Johnny said, Eli, don't worry. I'll be alright. I'm coming home. I can promise you that. I have too much to live for now. We stood and embraced as only two brothers can, and then agreed to play one last game of catch before the day's end. That was another special moment, of course. It always was. It always had been, and always would be. Only this time, we didn't say a single word. We didn't have to. Instead, my big brother and I let that simple act throwing and catching a baseball, do the talking for us. That day, our gospel of love said it all. Dear friend, it all began with a promise. It all began with a song. And it was that last game of catch where this all started. It's the reason I'm writing to you today. It's the moment I've been waiting to tell you about for years. We'll find out exactly where it fits as the story continues, but at the time, that moment meant everything. I would hope and pray every day Johnny was away that we would have the opportunity to share a moment like that together again someday. That as brothers, we would always walk together and never alone. Letter number seven, Eli to Johnny. Dear Johnny, my main man. How are you doing, brother? I just recently got your new address from mom and dad, so I'm hoping we can have some regular correspondence if possible. I know you're really busy, so I'm not sure how often you get to check your mail. It would be awesome to hear from you whenever you're able to, though. I've been doing some more writing recently, and I'm considering trying to write a screenplay or something sometime. I was thinking about trying to center it around us somehow. So our letters might be a cool thing to include, if I ever get around to writing that story. 
on that note, I wanted to tell you a great piece of news I just found out. You'll be one of the first to know. Because of that national tour that I've been doing about Route 66, I got offered an acting job with a professional company this summer in Los Angeles. My acting career after college may have just begun. It's just for the summer though, so we'll see where it takes me. I should have the opportunity to meet a lot of other actors and professionals in the business though, and it will be a good chance for me to get my name and face out there even more. I figured you'd be excited too, and I just want to thank you endlessly for being my biggest fan. I love you so much, Johnny, and I couldn't ask for a better and braver older brother. I also miss you like crazy and hope to see you when you come back for leave. Do you have any idea when that might be? I know it's not really up to you, but I'm hoping they'll give you some kind of timetable for that. Anyway, I figured I would drop you a quick note to make sure I have the right address and to make sure you're doing okay. I pray that everything is going as well as it can be in a situation like this. Get back to me anytime if you're able to. Until then, take care of yourself, Johnny. May God continue to bless and protect you. Love you. Eli Letter number 8. Johnny to Eli Dear Eli, Hey there, my little bro. How is everything? I'm doing okay, considering I'm over here in this place. But it's not so bad. You know, the biggest thing is being away from my family. I miss everybody so much. I feel like I'm missing out on so much, you know? My kids are growing up on me. They're growing up too fast. I wish they could stay little forever. I also miss Ashley more than I could ever imagine. It's a hard thing being away from them. I hope you never have to go through something like this. I am so proud of you though, Eli. Congratulations on the amazing news you shared. I always knew you were going places in your life. It was just a matter of time. And I feel this is going to be that time. I know you can do anything you want to, little bro. Everybody is happy for you and so proud of you. I will pray for you that all your dreams come true. Speaking of, how are you and Maddie doing? You should tell her I say hello. Send her my love, too. She's practically part of the family now. Oh, and the screenplay you were talking about. How's that going? I know you can do it. You've always been a good writer, Eli. It was good to hear from you, and I was so glad to hear that you're getting more chances to go home and visit from college. I heard you're going to be home for Lacey's birthday. That should be really fun. I know the kids always make it fun, that's for sure. It just kills me that I can't be there. So do you think Caleb is looking more like me? I've seen some pictures, and I think he is. And boy, is he getting big. Man, I really miss him. I miss them all so much. Well, I don't really know exactly when I'll get to come home. But I'll make sure you know once I do. I think it's going to be in July sometime. Whenever it is, we'll have to make sure we play some catch. Our ritual, right? Or as mom likes to say, our gospel of love. I gotta go for now, little bro. I just wanted to know how you were doing and to tell you how proud I am of you. Hopefully I'll get to hear from you again soon. Take care of yourself. Love always. Your big bro, Johnny.